Hey, it's Adam Bash. Just want to give everybody a heads up that the Sayer Patreon RPG game entitled Moon Cops has been released. That's the first episode's up on the Geekly Inc. Random Encounters feed right now. So if you don't subscribe to the Geekly Inc. Random Encounters feed, you absolutely need to do that anyway because there's other awesome stuff on there. But even if the only thing you are interested in, even if the only thing that makes you live and breathe and feel anymore is Sayer, um, that's enough reason to go check it out. Because the Patreon RPG game is set in the Sayer world, um, so it's all canonical. And so everything that we do in there, it's going to influence the actual show a little bit. So I uh, definitely want you guys to check it out. Uh, yeah, so download it. Okay, ginkleeink.com, random encounters, etc. Check it out every other Friday. Okay, bye. Greetings, Resident Baker. Identification number 44808. I am Sayer. And how are you feeling today? Good or fine is the usual response humans give to each other, even when undergoing some sort of hardship in their lives. My scans indicate that now that you are again able to sleep at night, your physical health has been upgraded from poor to good. So, when your mind instinctively wanted to respond, fine, a moment ago, you would have been accurate in this particular instance. It has been 27 days since you were transferred to the isolation ward on floor 115, in a mere three days since you were allowed to return to your personal quarters. I have good news for you today. According to your latest psychological evaluation, coupled with my aforementioned physical scans, you have been deemed fit to resume your duties as a member of the Halcyon Tower clinical research team in Lab 18 effective immediately. Best of all, this means that you will once again be a productive member of Halcyon Tower, which is a very important thing to be. Reminder. Tonight is Halcyon's Frisbee Golf Semifinals. If you wish to sign up, to become part of the tournament. You will have to find some form of portal or crack in the fourth dimension, wherein you can have signed up three months prior. If you are unable to find a time vortex or other means to contact your past self to remind them about signups, Aerolith would like me to remind you that there is always next year, provided of course, that no rips in the space-time continuum prevent next year from arriving. Mm -hmm. 
here we are. Back to work on good old floor 18. You may have been out for a few weeks, but you will find that even if there have been some minor changes in protocol, your day-to-day -day routine has remained stable. Now that you are fully recovered, which I'm sure has been explained to you is a relative state of being, you can make your way to testing facility B. No, you will not be immediately returning to your assigned workstation just yet. The lead researcher of Floor 18, Dr. Greenleaf, has picked a very special assignment for you today. As indicated by the large, friendly-looking letter B on the door in front of you, you have arrived at Testing Facility B. Please, go right in. As you can see, this testing facility has been kept very simple. A small room with a two-way mirror that is fooling no one. A desk and a chair which for our purposes today will be purely cosmetic. Most importantly, your new best friend. At least, that is what we are here to find out. Take a close look at the creature before you. He looks quite lifelike, does he not? But he is not alive. At least, not in the way you think of life. Do you think of me as a living entity? Most humans living on Typhon have a tendency to think of me that way, even though I am entirely artificial. But does being organic validate your existence? Or is what you contribute to humanity at large more important? Aerolith Dynamics sides with the latter. Let us back up for a moment so that you may better understand why we are here today. If you were to fully map the brain of an animal, even a simple one like a worm, then you were to feed all those myriad variables into a machine that was capable of executing perfectly on that primitive behavior. What would differentiate this new creature from the original being? Who are we to say that this new artificial creature is not also a worm? We, that is, Aerolith Dynamics, have contemplated this conundrum for many years. Countless heated debates, I use the expression for emphasis, as I logged precisely 132 debates, only 27 of which could be truly considered heated, between Aerolith's head of philosophical research and our AI and robotic specialists, has led to the forging of policy that if a mind was ever able to be fully mapped and transferred into a mechanical body, that new creature would, 
in fact, be considered just as valuable a part of airlift dynamics as the original being. Now, back to the creature before you. His brain has been created from an exact copy of another creature, Canis lupus familiaris, a dog in layman's terms. Specifically, the canine of origin was a German Shepherd. This breed was chosen because humans have had great success in training them as work dogs, from police work to guide dogs, and even search and rescue. All of which could potentially be of use on Typhon. But the dog you see before you is completely artificial. Even its fur was manufactured in an aerolith lab. Go ahead, give him a pet. Your reaction seems to indicate that you were not expecting the fur to feel like that of a biological organism. But it is close enough to trick your senses. Behavioral studies have been done on Sparky. That's what the creature's creators have been calling him. For the last several weeks. So far, he is responding quite well. In fact, initial research shows that had I not informed you he is robotic, it is very unlikely that you would have ever been aware of that fact. And what you are probably asking yourself at this point would be the purpose of artificial canines on Typhon. Surely not to herd, as livestock has been replaced with synthesized protein, and not for aiding the blind, as we have much more sophisticated methods of compensating for a loss of eyesight. Search and rescue is rarely needed, thanks to the nanotechnology all residents have installed in them when they become citizens of Typhon. But there is one crucial function for which they are perfect. Our research shows that, due to the rigorous demands of living on Typhon, our residents can often suffer from health issues caused by stress, such as the ones that sent you to the isolation ward on floor 115. I see it is becoming clear to you now why you were chosen for this particular assignment. Stress is unavoidable in nearly every job, doubly so for those living and working on Typhon. Unless one has a fear of a particular animal, studies have shown that pet ownership contributes to lower stress levels. Pets, canines in particular, are known for their unwavering loyalty and unconditional love for their owners. Their furry little faces contribute to overall human happiness and have even been found to lower blood pressure. Sadly, pet ownership on Typhon is not very practical. 
We did not design Halcyon Tower with places for animals to excrete waste, for example. But that human need for companionship is so vital to the human experience that even I was given a voice considered to be soothing and reassuring by the scientist that created me. If an artificial canine could replicate a living being that has been part of the human family since the beginning of recorded history, it would be a great asset for keeping residents healthy, happy, and most importantly, productive. Dr. Greenleaf will now turn Sparky on, and we will observe how he reacts to you. Please stand by. Now, resident, please hold out your hand for Sparky to sniff. As I'm sure you are aware, dogs, and by extension, constructs created from the map of a dog's brain, use their noses to interpret the world around them. Studies show their sense of smell is 1,000 to 10,000 times that of humans. Their brains are geared towards processing the information their noses take in. In much the same way, humans use their eyesight. An interesting response. Sparky does not seem to like you, resident. But... For the sake of this experiment, it is important that you try to bond with him. Try petting him. Tell him he is a good doggy. I know you want to back up, but it is vitally important that Sparky gets to know you. Please stop backing away. You must make it clear to his canine mind that you are higher in the pack than he is. <laughs> this is a most unfortunate result, resident. As you have no doubt gathered by the fact that Sparky is no longer trying to eviscerate you, Dr. Greenleaf has made the decision to shut him down. It is likely you have also noted that where he managed to rip chunks out of your flesh with his teeth, you are not bleeding. You are, however, quite badly damaged. I apologize for not being forthright with this information sooner, Resident Baker, but it was deemed necessary to this trial that I not inform you of your current condition. 
Had you gone in knowing that your brain had already been transferred to an artificial body, it would have tainted the experiment. You performed spectacularly, given the current artificial body technology with which you are working. I hope this gives you some small comfort. Yet, Sparky was not fooled. He has been a project of Errolis and of Dr. Greenleaf's much longer than you have. As such, he is as near a perfect recreation of a German Shepherd as we are likely to manage outside of cloning. His canine senses were able to detect immediately that you were no longer in a biological body. We are not yet sure exactly why your artificial body makes him react so aggressively. We think it's something in the smell. Dr. Greenleaf wishes me to pass along that he is confident it will go much better next time. You will not remember this encounter, though there will be a next time. Shutting down in five, four, three, two, one. Sayers voiced and produced by Adam Bash. This episode, entitled A Living Entity, was written by Jonah Gregory. Follow Jonah on Twitter at Spambot or stop by his website at jonahgregory.net. Music by Jesse Mainfinger Gregory. To hear more of Jesse's work, visit mainfinger.com. Sayer is part of the Geekly Inc. podcast network. If you like what you hear, then check out other Geekly Inc. shows like Drunks and Dragons, Cthulhu and Friends, Casts of Thrones, or Top 5 of Death. Want to give back? Head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. Or share us with a friend. We're totally into that. And make sure to follow Sayer for Earth and Typhon-based updates on Twitter at IamSayer. A special thank you to all of you who supported Sayer through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Sayer. And a very special thank you to our highly advanced patrons. Lynn Smith, AOD Industries, John Caulfield, Alana Sass, and Maxwell Nelson. 